Hello there, old and new friends. Welcome to Divine Musing, episode 17, The Sabotage. I am Destiny Rambo Corey, and I am so thankful that you have joined me for this journey into scripture, literature, poetry, and prayer as we view them through the light of transformation and growth. This month is a very special month in that it has five Mondays. So I decided I wanted to do something a little bit different for this fifth Monday and bring in a special guest. So here today we have my mother, Reba Rambo. She is amazing. She does so many things. She is a Grammy and Dove Award winning singer, songwriter, artist. She's a published author. She's currently working on two separate novels and a poetry compilation. <laughs> um, but one of my favorite things that she does is she um, she teaches a series of songwriting and creative writing classes that she calls The Writing Room. And she's taught them all over the world for years and years and years. Many I've attended years. probably 100 <laughs> at least, if not more, of her writing room sessions. And she's currently working on creating an online course right. of the writing room. Right. Uh, so she's in the midst of writing it and filming it, and I'm so excited. Um, but one of the things that she always starts her writing room sessions with is a, um, a teaching that she refers to as the sabotage, mm -hmm. which is our um, our focal point for our discussion today. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to have her here to kind of give us all a little taste of her teaching on the sabotage and Thank her thoughts you. on sabotage um, and the specific light that she views it in. So thank you so much for joining us today. Here's a little something that we have been thinking about lately. We begin with a quote from Catherine Clement, a French philosopher and novelist. The hysteric whose body is transformed into a theater for forgotten scenes relives the past, bearing witness to a lost childhood mm. that survived in suffering. Mm. Isn't that powerful? It's powerful and, and dark. Mm. Mm. Um, well, the first thing that I want to ask you as we kind of dive into this topic today is, can you define what sabotage means to you? I know there's many different right. definitions of what a sabotage is, mm -hmm. but as far as those of us who are creatives, those of mm -hmm. us who are writers or speakers or content creators, mm -hmm. how does the sabotage affect us? What is it? Well, to me, it comes down to a belief system. If there's someone, if I'm a child, say, and there's an adult in my life that is saying, you're no good, you'll never amount to anything, your mom and dad were nothing, and begin to put this belief system in me, as a child, I function from that belief system. Mm. And you can, be, you can be a millionaire, you can be very successful, but still there's a belief in you, you're not enough, you're too much, you're too, you're mm. overqualified. You're, and that sabotage starts so early, because mm. I really believe that there are people of light and people of darkness, and realms of light and darkness, and the darkness can recognize a gift. It really can. When I was little, I think there were people strategically set up in my life mm. to try to come against. And I think if all of us took the time to remember, there is this thing. I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying there is a real force of light and darkness yes. in the universe. 
And so the, the sabotage comes early when we're children to strip us of our confidence, to put wrong belief systems in. Uh, Therapon Institute says that people do what they do because they believe what they believe. That's well, so good. Hey, Talk, say that one more time for pe- those listening in the back. <laughs> yes. People do what they do. You do what you do because you believe, because I believe what I believe. Everything mm. functions from a belief system. And when you're a child and somebody, the big people come in early and say, you're too skinny, you're too little, you don't know enough, you're just a child, you're whatever all the things are, mm. you're too much or not enough of something. Right. That they, you think, well, they must know they're the big people. Right. I'm, I'm the child. And so so the sabotage, those rooms in the theater, those dark scenes began being developed very early on in life. Wow. Can you give us an example of an early sabotage in your life, in your career? Oh, I, I could give you a few. But well, let's, let's go with one or two. <laughs> well, when, uh, when I was about the third grade, we moved from a little little hillbilly community in Kentucky. I'm from Kentucky. And we moved to what to me was like a big city. It may have it, it may have seemed like New York to me. It wasn't. Okay. But we'd always I'd always gone to a little schoolhouse. My mother made my clothes. We were so poor, poor people called us poor. <laughs> but we moved to the big city and and so for my first day of school, it was the 1st of December. We didn't move right at, at school uh, change. Okay. And moved. And my mother, who was a great seamstress, said, I'm going to make you a special dress. And it had can cans and crinolines <gasps> like this. It was red. Shirley Temple Shirley dress. Shirley Temple <laughs> dress. And I had a bow about this big on my head and my black patent Mary Janes and little white socks. And oh, I goodness. thought I was awesome. What grade was this I got again? the third. Third grade. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So I go to the school, and and the school was a very, very nice, huge school. And I start going in, and all the girls are in little little skirts, little wool skirts, and little sweaters, little cardigans. And here I am looking like (laughs) L.A. May Clampett, you know. So the first class that I went into was an art class. And you have to understand, my art class had been a few broken crayons at my little school. And here they had easels, they had smocks, they had chapeaus, little hats that you wore. And I remember the teacher saying, everybody get your palettes. And I'm looking for a folded up quilt because everybody knows a palette (laughs) is a folded up patchwork quilt. But I see the kids all get these wooden things with colors, and I'm just trying to blend in and watch. Mm -hmm. I'm in the back of the room like the new kid always is. Right. And I remember the teacher looking at me. First of all, when I walked in, she was standing there with her arms folded. You know, she had on a severe Navy suit, corrective shoes, yes. And she had a slight mustache, and her hairdo was pulled up so tight she looked like she'd had a weird facelift of some kind. (laughs) And I, I remember her studying me, and I could tell she didn't like me right away. So I get to the back of the room, and she brings out this bowl of, of red apples, beautiful bowl of apples. She said, today we're doing the still life. Okay. And so I'm like, and she said, we're going to capture its essence. What is an essence, and how do I cage it? Do I need a gun? I don't know. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so I start watching the other kids. I can see them. And uh, so I start out pretty well with my bowl and my red apples, but that was real boring after a while. That sounds you know? kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, pretty boring. So then I thought, polka dot apples, apples with stars, apples with streamers, angels that come into the streamers. Oh. And I mean, I got so <laughs> caught up in my own little vision. I'm sure it was just fabulous. <laughs> so I'm back there doing my painting, and then she says, okay, children, time's up. And she started at the front of the room desk showing off all the, and we're all so sweet and applauding. And I was, I've stirred all the other yeah. kids' things with their bowls and apples. 
So she says, and now our, our, our new student, Reba, for our final painting, and she turned mine around, and I mean, she just gasped, and she always had a, <laughs> a red marker, like some people put a cigarette over their ears. Oh, she gosh. She always had a red yeah. marker. She whipped up that red marker, and she put a big red X on my painting, and then put F. And then she turned and looked at me and said, I knew you were troubled the minute you walked in the door. Wow. And the sabotage began. Wow. You can't, you can't draw. Mm. You're not like other kids. You don't look like other children. You don't mm. sound like them. You don't move. You don't see things the way they do. And so something wow. goes, what's wrong with me? Mm. What's wrong with me? Three days later, I walked into my first music class. And I was so excited. I love music. Yeah. All my family are singers and musicians. I thought, yes. and who, I got this. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> and walked in. And who was teaching that but... Severe ladies in a suit and the mustache. Oh, goodness. And she's looking at me again, you know, with that How look. did the school let this woman I be involved know. in, and, in and creative She, was, she classes. was about 112, I think, too. Goodness. <laughs> wow. Bless her. And so she says, now, children, we're learning, we're learning Christmas carols. This was around the first of December. We're learning Christmas carols. Okay. So we started learning Silent Night, Holy Night. And I thought, this is great. And then I start listening. I'm going, Everybody's singing unison. Where are the parts? I've been singing parts. Where's the since, harmony? Where's the harmony? I've been singing. I sang my first song on the radio. I was 18 months old and been singing harmony since I was three. Oh I'm like, goodness. where are? Because I thought, y'all ain't got nothing on our little country school. <laughs> so about that time over the intercom, someone called the teacher and said, you've got a long distance call in the principal's office. Okay. So she looked at the bless her heart, the little uh, birth of the little student Maybe teacher. that long-distance call was Jesus calling her Jesus home. Jesus calling her home or something. <laughs> and so little student teacher Bertha just stands there like this. And so all of a sudden it hit me. I thought, I know a counter melody to Silent Night. They don't even have to did. know harmony. <laughs> and so hard. I grabbed about five little girls, although they didn't want anything to do with me, but they finally gave in. I said, let me teach you Neat the Silent Stars, the Town is Sleeping. So we learned this little counter melody to okay. Silent Night, and I'm so excited. I thought, she's going to love it. <laughs> so finally she comes back from a call, and she's all razzled, and she hits you know the thing on the music stand. Says, okay, children, here we go. Silent. And I'm looking at the girls like... We got this. And then they're going, we're going, neath the silent stars, a town is sleeping. Flocks are safe within their foe. And they, and I see them just back and they're fading <laughs> Just getting black. quieter and yeah. quieter. <laughs> and, the, and the teacher, she huffed, she puffed. It was like the smokestack was coming out of her bun. Oh and she goodness. said, who taught you this? And every kid in the room pointed right to me. <laughs> Reba. Oh, and no. I'll never forget this. She grabbed me by the ear. And started dragging me to the principal's office. And she said, you're trouble, nothing but trouble. And she said, and by the way, who told you you could sing? Oof. So the sabotage came in creativity mm -hmm. and my gift as a singer. Even though I was a young kid, I always thought, well, you know, I've wow. got a nice little strong voice. So I thought, oh, I can't sing because she's, she's the big city School teacher, she knows right. who can sing and mm. who can draw. Oh my goodness. So for me, that's where the sabotage began. Wow. And how did that manifest itself at, like in those formative years? I mean, you said it was third grade. Mm -hmm. I know you didn't start singing um, full-time until you were about 12, 13. How did that influence your development as a creator, as a, just as a person, as a child? Well, I was convinced I was going to be a neurosurgeon. 
Okay. I thought writing, singing, all the things my parents did. They traveled and did a lot of churches back in the early day. I said, sleeping in church basements, that's mm-hmm. good for y'all, not good for me. I remember waking up in the middle of the night when I was about five, and uh, they'd made me a pallet on the floor in, a, in the church basement where we were sleeping, and there was a rat gnawing on my finger. <gasps> and I said, this is not Nuh-uh. for me. This no. is not for me. So I, I just gave up on any of that. If there ever was a dream, I said, no, I'm going to be a surgeon. And uh, then one day, uh, mom and dad had hired a, a new girl to sing with them. Mm-hmm. The other person was getting married that had been with them. And she was an alto. Mom's an alto. My dad's a lead. Two altos and a lead do not make a trio. <laughs> no. And so we were living in a little house trailer in Kentucky. And one day I came home from school, and they had been working, and you could just feel the tension. It was horrible. And in my frustration, I said to the girl, I said, Pat, this is the way the part goes. Wow. And I started singing the tenor. Of course, my mother, you know, the tears are running. Oh. And, you know, she has that look. And mother said, will you consider singing with us till we find somebody else? And I knew they needed me. I knew they uh-huh. needed me. And I thought, well, you know, two or three months, we'll be fine, and I'll yeah. get back to my school and all that. Well, they never quite found anybody else. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's so interesting. And I've heard that story many times as you've shared it. Mm -hmm. Um, But part of me is curious. And I know we didn't talk about this question, so I'm kind of putting you on the spot here Mm -hmm. a little bit. But having that very intense sabotage Mm -hmm. in third grade and then kind of being pushed into feeling needed as Mm -hmm. a singer for your family's group. right. Was there ever a time that you felt like that sabotage was broken off of you? Or has there always been some kind of, um, like, rooted trauma in singing and in being creative that you've tried to, like, find ways to break out of? Because I know as a solo artist, Mm -hmm. um, especially in the 70s and 80s, what you were doing was so progressive. Mm -hmm. Was there still that fear? Was there still that wrestling with, I can't sing, I'm trouble, I'm not creative, Mm -hmm. I'm disruptive? Right. I thought I was a fluke. Okay. You know, that I could sing the part. It's a big, big deal. Anybody could sing the part. To me, that was no big deal. But it was, it's been a process, mm. as most of our lives are. It's all about a journey. It's all about right. a process. There's no click our heels three times and be in Kansas. Because there were people along the way that fortified the sabotage. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're okay, but you're not as good as Shirley was the girl's name that was with them before. You're not as good as her. Or you got this weird voice. Mm. Or, or things like people, a woman saying, you call what you do sing, and you sound like somebody calling hogs when you sing. I don't even know what that means, but that well, sounds terrifying. In Kentucky, we have, we have contests for calling hogs. It's hard. Right. <laughs> she didn't know that. But anyway, so there are always those people. There are balcony people and there are basement people. Mm. The balcony people saying, come on, Reva. I had another teacher who was my influence, and she was the one that believed in me before I could even really write. Mm. I told her one of my poems that she entered into a contest that I won in the first grade. Wow. So anyway, a teacher has such powerful influence they really on do. us for good or bad. But yeah, and but I had to keep fighting it. I remember being so scared when I would sing that I would throw up almost every time before I would sing. Yeah. Wow. And then I would look about four inches above everybody's head. I didn't dare look anybody in the eye. And my knees were doing their own bongo solo because it's like, what are you doing up here? You're just here because your mom and dad are talented and you're mm-hmm. all they got. And all those negative voices coming against us. And you know what, Des? We all have them. We do. 
and a lot of times the sabotage is a real good indication of what your gifting is. Mm. If you've had to fight through stuff all the time to be an artist, probably a good good chance that you're an artist. Mm-hmm. If you've had to fight because you love science and didn't have the money and couldn't go to school, but you love science, that's probably a good indication of what you've had, what your innate, that intrinsic gift that God mm. gives each one of us. Right. A lot of times that's an indication. When there's a fight, you want to go, there it is. That's the gifting. That's really powerful. And it's so interesting in this day and age, I feel like in your upbringing, you know, there was no internet. Mm-mm. There, If somebody wanted to get a hold of you long distance, it was a big deal <laughs> yes. with letters or right. calls that cost a lot of money. But nowadays, I feel like because of the internet, mm-hmm. um, people all over the world feel entitled yes. to speak into your life. Oh, yeah. And that negativity, there's so much positivity, mm-hmm. but the the bits of negativity that mm-hmm. come through are so powerful and well, they that's what sit you remember. You. That's yes. what you can get 99 great comments and the one negative, you know, why do you wear a hat? How old are you anyway? You know, don't you know you need to shut her down, Jake? She's pumping mud. <laughs> you know, you, you you get all those things. And so you get the 99. Mm-hmm. Oh, fabulous. I love you. Your music changed my life. But what do you dwell upon? That one thing. That There's one a thing. video that I don't know. I can't remember who posted it. There's a video of right after my grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. And it's a video of you and me and my dad singing. And all these people were making comments about my outfit. And I was at that time, I had just been diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And none of the medications that I was using right. were working. So they right. put me on Steroid. this steroids first of all but then they also put me on a IV medication that caused me to lose a lot of my hair Mm -hmm. and so I had buzzed my hair Mm -hmm. on the sides Mm -hmm. trying to look cute trying not to freak out that my hair was falling out trying not to freak out that my grandmother had just passed trying not to freak out that I was battling the sickness and then I see these comments of these people. Destiny shaved her head. She must be a Satanist now. She's look. She's wearing all black. And she's got look, her tattoos. cheeks look so sunken <laughs> in. And I, I wanted so bad to get on there and be like, "Excuse me, um, <laughs> I am sick. I am grieving. I. It's taken everything in me to just get up here and sing this song. Right, right. Like, but people don't know that. They and don't know your story. You know story. that woman in the third grade. Mm-hmm. She didn't know you would grow up to be Reba Rambo and do all the things that Reba Rambo has done. The people who operate, I believe that sabotage is a spirit. I do too. And the light and darkness that surrounds us in this world, Mm -hmm. people can tap into it. You know, scripture says we don't fight with flesh and blood. Right. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that, but I do believe that sometimes people can tap into a spirit of darkness, a spirit of negativity, a spirit of sabotage, that they choose to partner with that darkness. Yeah. And it places us victims of that sabotage, of that hatred, of that Venom, if right. you will. Yes. It places us in a situation where our growth is tampered with, right. our light is yeah. tampered with. And even though you don't quit, or even though you may have a meltdown and mm-hmm. you have to find a way to keep going. You do. Well, and you, have I f- to, you have to say to yourself, what's the truth? What is right. truth? Because, you know, the scripture says, and I think it's a First John 4. And mm-hmm. Let's read that scripture. Okay. In 1 John four eighteen, out of the King James Version, it says, 
There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made in perfect love. Mm. I feel like that torment is a manifestation of the sabotage. Oh, yes. And, and you know, what? I remember the times that uh, even when people would say nice things, I couldn't hear it. It's mm-hmm. like somebody with severe depression, you can say, oh, I like your shirt, and they're going, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. It's like you're, you're so, your hearing is so distorted, your vision can be so distorted, even sometimes when people are being nice mm-hmm. or just making a joke. Yeah. You know, I remember my mother once telling me when I was little, don't go out into the rain because your nose turns up so much you're going to drown. Oh, gosh. She was being silly. <laughs> But for years, I thought, oh, So my then God. you're self-conscious. Yeah, right? I'm hiding my nose in the rain because I might drown in the rain. Oh. And she was just being, my, those of you that know my mother-daughter, Rambo, she was so fun and silly. She didn't mean anything about it. A lot of people don't even realize the damage they do to you and have mm-hmm. done to you. But you know what? There is healing. Yes. There is healing from the sabotage. It's a process. I've had to work hard mm. to become whole. What does is, what is working hard to become whole look like? To, to First of all, I, I go to a therapist, and okay. I believe very, very strongly in the last few years, a, a great therapist mm. uh, saved my life. Wow. I, I probably would be locked away somewhere if it had not been for her because her gifting mm-hmm. that she told me was that she had sabotage with. Wow. Her gifting is to see the truth, to talk to you, to talk you into what— what is truth? The truth mm. is you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. The truth is God loves you. He's crazy about you. Mm-hmm. The truth is God don't make no junk. Mm. You know. So when you begin to have somebody reinforce truth, then truth will some and that love mixed with truth will cast out the fear. And you go, wait a minute. I had this belief system that was so wrong that. Be- Teacher, bless her heart, is long dead and gone, and she couldn't carry a tune in a lard can, probably. Right. Well, and I think part of the healing also, too, allows us to develop compassion yes. for our abusers, for our saboteurs, I think <laughs> yes. is the word. Yeah. Because um, in my mind, yes, she sounds very severe. She sounds very intense. But I wonder what happened to what her happened to, to her? make her so cold and so harsh towards children mm-hmm. you know i think about the people who have spoken negatively into my life the, mm-hmm. the people who have done things to me the people who did everything they could to shut down that mm-hmm. inner light right um but don't there's you, don't a you compassion think- now I think the more we grow beyond our sabotage and we realize that it happened for a reason, Mm -hmm. we grow from it and we walk in wholeness, that there is a compassion for those, um, for even those who have hurt us. Yes. And and so many times you've talked about abuse. Most of the times people that abuse, say children, it's because they were abused. That was their normal. That's that's what they beheld and that's what they became. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we have to be so careful and so wise about what goes in these eye gates and these ear gates because what we behold we become what we focus on develops so i had to choose destiny to focus on what does god say about me right what does scripture say about me but just also what are people that have a clue what does my own daughter say about me? Or what do you know to be true about, about you? About me, yes. So many times we we try to find that validation outside of ourselves, mm-hmm. which is great when it happens. But right. what does Reba right. say about Reba? What does Reba know about Reba? Mm-hmm. And that's the strongest foundation point 
aside after what does God think of me, mm-hmm. then it becomes, okay, what has he taught me that I am that yes. I can see in myself? Right. And I, and I gave you children permission and still give it to you, even though I don't always like it. If, <laughs> if I say something, you know, that Desi may say, Mom, you look pretty tonight. And I'm going, oh, look at these bags under my eyes. Look at this old dress. <laughs> and I can talk you out of a compliment. And instead of saying, thanks, mm-hmm. thanks, I'm glad you saw something there. Because I was so trained and brainwashed into seeing the negative, you're not enough. Mm. And the fact of the matter is we are enough. Yes, we are. We are always enough. Thank you so much for sharing that little bit of your story and um, just this principle that is so powerful. I can't wait to hear all that you go into it uh, deeper Mm -hmm. in your writing room series, which we will be sure and let you know when that is available. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a minute, (laughs) but it's going to be worth the wait. But for those of you who are listening, if you are in a place where you are seeking out wholeness and restoration, if you need the guidance of divine to help pinpoint those sabotages, I'm sure If you're listening right now, you're already having thoughts of, oh my goodness, this happened and Mm -hmm. I had no idea that that was that turning point moment. That was Mm -hmm. the thing that Mm -hmm. shut me down. If you are seeking help for that, if you are seeking healing and wholeness from that, why don't we take a minute? And Mama, would you lead us in prayer today? I'd love to. I'd love to. Divine Creator, thank you for this blessed opportunity. I thank you that people are watching on purpose. It's a setup. You wanted to encourage your precious people. Lord, I thank you that you are helping us to see clearly, to look past all the, uh, all the stuff that's not even true, to look through the years of lives and of hurting people that have hurt us. And Lord, to say, I am a child of God. I am fearfully, I am wonderfully yes, made, and God has given gifts to me. Thank you, Father, that we begin to celebrate who we are. We celebrate our uniqueness, our, the thing that makes us different than others. God, thank you for that thing, because that's the thing that people are drawn to. There's something different about you. So, God, we celebrate the differences and say thank you for making us so unique and so special. And forgive us for believing the sabotage, but from now on, let us know the truth, and it will set us free. Yes. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been such a wonderful conversation. Every so often, I'll surprise you with these special guests. Um, Thank you, Mama, so much for joining us. Where can we find you on social media? You, where can you find me? It's Reba Rambo. Reba Rambo. That's my name, Reba Search Rambo. Reba Rambo on Facebook. <laughs> she's on Instagram. Instagram, yeah. And uh, stay YouTube. tuned. YouTube, stay tuned for all the things she's working on, these new books. They're, uh, I get to see them all ahead of time, but I promise you, she's she's got a lot of, a lot of creativity Thank you, that is just about to burst forth. She and I are working on some new music together yes, that I can't are. wait for you all to hear. Thank you so much for joining me and for sharing your story. And thank you for taking the time to listen and to muse with us. I'm going to leave you with a quote from Marianne Williamson. To the extent that we project responsibility for a dysfunction outside ourselves, we cannot change it. Wherever the wound came from, however many years ago, its healing lies not in the past, but in the present. Mm. Your subconscious will continue to trigger the wound for as long as it takes. A iffy years old experiencing a five-year-old's pain until you allow it to be healed. Mm. Isn't that great? Yes. Well, we hope this musing has given you 
a little something to think about too. Thank you so much for joining me today for Divine Musing. For more information, head over to www.rambocory.com. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash Destiny Makes Music or on Instagram and Twitter at Des Rambo Music.